Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and today is Wednesday, October 27th, 2021, and this is episode 183, and I am so excited to share this one with y'all. Episode 183 features one of the most talented and charismatic people in the game, Monarchy. I caught up with John over Zoom in his new Miami home, and we had such a blast chatting. In 183, we got it all in, and we started by talking about how he became Monarchy. Born and raised in Toledo, Ohio, Monarchy has always had music as a major part of his life. He fell in love with house music and DJing during his time in Chicago in the early 2000s and knew that he wanted to pursue this passion full time. He has been cutting his teeth as a DJ producer in the scene for a hot minute and now finds himself as a resident at the world-renowned club space in Miami. Yes, he is crushing it. Now, of course, we talked about the Monarchy discography. It was so much fun running through Monarchy's impressive discography and getting the scoop on how some of his most prolific tracks came together. I especially love talking about Varunga with Simon Kidzu via Nonstop, his collaborations with It's Billy like Stay Filthy via Repopulate Mars, and The Realness via Relief Records, and of course, She Lion with Malone via Club Sweat. Not to mention his incredible catalog on his label Basica, which is now accepting demos, everyone. Throughout the interview, we also talked about how Monarchy has always been finding his stride and keeping a good pace. He's easily one of the most humble people I've met in the industry, and he's the first person to tell you this has not happened overnight. We shared stories of success and failure and how it's been a long but fulfilling journey for him. He's actually been sober for almost 10 years, although he does like to crush Heineken Zero, and he always makes sure he's surrounded by like-minded, motivated, and most of all, joyful people. Now, after years of hard work, he's finally achieving goals he's originally set out for on day one. He's got an incredibly inspiring story. Monarchy is well known in the house music community for so many reasons. He's an incredible DJ who can play 20 hour solo extended sets and can warm up or close the room for acts like the Martinez Brothers, Eric Prids, or Hot Since 82. He's also a super dope producer who is not afraid to go outside his comfort zone and consistently raises the bar. Now, enough of me talking, we're going to get right into this interview because we immediately started a conversation. This is episode 183 with Monarchy. That's, that painting is actually, I've been kind of getting caught up in it. I just realized, I, first I didn't know what the fuck it was, but it's a balloon, isn't it? It's a balloon dog and it yeah. says party animal. Yes. Is that your spirit animal? <laughs> <laughs> And you got pink on too right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> pink and punk. I painted that. Wow. I painted that probably 15 years ago and it was my in my parents' garage. And they still had my my uh my turntables. And I was like, yo, I, I want those turntables like that I got in literally like I think I got them in 2002. I was like, I would love to have those in my old vinyl. Like I have some old, old vinyl here. Wow. Like, like breaks and like 
DJ premier, like, like hip hop beats. And like, I learned to DJ on, I, I originally was like spinning like trance and like, then I'd take vocals from like co- old comedy records and like scratch over trance. I, who, wow. Who are you, Frankie know? Knuckles, dude? Jesus. I, well, I watched the movie Scratch and I was like, <laughs> yes. yeah. and I was like, yo, that's what I want to do. And I yes. was like, in that movie, they go on, they talk about like, you know how they how they figured out that if they stopped the record and so like i I would sit and watch youtube tutorials on like on a scratch and stuff like that and then like obviously beat matching came with that and like right i beat match trance and stuff and i was like all right i gotta upgrade because like i just have so much like new music and stuff like that and i ended up uh I would take my computer, I'd put virtual DJ on my computer. Mm-hmm. I had put like thousands and thousands of songs and I'd literally had like every kind of converter in my backpack to like aux cord into like anybody's like home system. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So we'd go and we'd like roll into pe- random parties and I'd be like, yo, I'm just going to DJ. And it'd be like me laying on the ground with virtual DJ. And like, I mean, it had everything. Like you could, you had like highs, mids and lows. Like you could manually do it. I didn't have like um, any hardware or anything. It was all just like drag and drop. And like, we used to do parties at my house in West Hollywood. And like the part, we would start on Thursday and end on like Monday morning. And like, I would literally DJ the whole time. Jeez. Yeah. 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 It's probably oh, one no. of the reasons why I quit partying. <laughs> Physically, you can't keep that up, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, this is like... Extended sets. Yeah, this is probably like 2010 so, or so like that. But yeah, the extended sets I can still do because it's like, all right, I got that. You this know? is easier now. I'm not fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, what's your longest set? Because I played on that. Uh, I put on the Desert Hearts Twitch during, at the beginning of um, Isolation. I did like a 25-hour set. Somebody was like, what's your longest set? I was like, I think I did like a 67 hour long set, but it was like performance enhanced drugs. <laughs> How many times did you go to the bathroom, bro? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably none. Yeah, none. Yeah, one zero, just in the zone the whole time. Now that's totally different because I just slam club soda at all my sets and it's like, I gotta like... <laughs> My last set at space, I went to the bathroom like maybe five times in my set. And I was like, yo, I got to chill on the club soda like during <laughs> my set. That's funny. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's the beauty of going back to back with someone. Like if I have the yeah. extended set, I'm like, dude, I got to go in dehydrated because I, yeah. I cannot leave with no one behind the decks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was I, I just played in Orlando last week, uh, two weeks ago. It took me like three and a half hours to drive up. I drank like eight, like, like liters, or like the big bottles of club soda. And it took me like five and a half hours to drive home because I stopped <laughs> so many times. 
Yeah, but the fun thing about that is I just went straight to space because like space is just open at all times. Like I did the same thing last weekend. Like went to Nick Fanciulli at you know five in the morning and stayed till ten. Like you know, it's just it's such a weird thing to have like a club just open 24 hours for the most part you know and it's always something going on always something going on always somebody big um yeah i played there i'm they have me there pretty much weekly now so like i play this thursday there with uh i'm opening for prids and christoph i saw yeah and christoph um and then well you've opened for him before but i mean I closed for Prids the last time. That was close for him. Fun. Yeah. God, how was that crowd? Were they fucking yeah, feeling it? Crazy bananas, dude. And they had like all like the uh, the digital mapping too, but just on like the DJ booth. Like they brought the extra lasers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it you know it looked super dope and stuff. But I mean, being like a like a resident semi-resident space is just crazy. Cause it's like every week it's somebody massive, you know, like, and, and now they're doing all this extra stuff with like, they have three points festival, which is one of the owners, like babies, this guy, David Sinopoli. It's his like that he nurtured from like literally like a parking lot party during art Basel into it is now like massive. Like, Damn. yeah, there's like, you know, seven stages, I think. And it's like, yeah, like I'm playing a huge structure on Friday. So I play Thursday with Prids and then I have a three hour festival. That's the other thing. Three hour festival set like doesn't happen. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, that's awesome. I play house and techno. Like I want to play three hours, you know, I don't, I don't, get, I don't get into a set until like an hour, you know, totally. It's like, um, an hour long set. I, I mean, it's cool at some of these like bigger festivals. Cause you can just go and bang out your, you know, 10, 12, 15 bangers, yeah. you know, but right. like a three hour set. So you can like kind of take a little journey with people and like the crowd, you can feel them out you can feel their energy. You can yep. play with their energy. Like that's, that's the fun stuff. You know? Yeah. I see that that's the fun that. stuff about space too. Like, I mean, sets are five hours long, you know, like, yeah. Like what, like when does a resident get a five hour set every week? You know, it's like nowhere else. Yeah. Literally nowhere. I, I can't. Maybe maybe in like Ibiza in Germany, you know, but maybe like Hive in Germany and stuff. Not in Chicago, bro. No, no, it's one, two hour, two hours. You're in that lineup for sure. Yeah. 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 So um, there's definitely a benefit there because, like, I mean, GA at space is is at like let's say the club opens at 11 by 11 20 ga is packed and will stay packed until 11 a.m or until they throw them out you know like it's great that dance floor energy that's right in front of you is like there it's packed it's ready to go there's some side tables and then there's the loft and like when all of it's going, 
it's easily the best club in the U.S. That yeah. maybe maybe the world, like you know, like indoor club, like it's up it's up there in the world. But it's got to be you know top one or two in the U.S. Easy, like yeah, they know what they're fucking doing. Yeah, and and to be honest, the the it it all stems from those guys at the top. Mm-hmm. The the Link Miami Rebels. It's uh this guy is Davi Day, uh Coloma, uh uh David Sinopoli, Lucas, uh Lucas Awesome. They just like they took the the this like they they took the idea of like having culture and putting it into the club mm-hmm. and like they took elements of burning man and like welcomeness and and like they brought in like foodie aspects like the food there is great and like uh, yeah it's just like welcoming and the energy is amazing and it's just kind of um you know all kind of feeds down from the top and from those guys and just makes the experience like for me, no other, you know, and I, I was, I was a resident at, at sound in LA for, for five years. And yeah, I, you know, I've, I've played a lot of the biggest clubs in the world. I've, I've and like, just kind of like, it's, it's tough to match that, that culture and the energy and like the lovingness that, they have. And then on top of that, you add in the fact that they're open, you know, from 11 PM till noon, at least (laughs) Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then they have these festivals too. I mean, this three points festival is, is on Friday and it's like, it's massive and it's got all different types of musical acts and stuff like that. Yeah. And like it's just a good place to be. Like I, I'm glad I kind of made the move over over uh, like the isolation and pandemic and stuff like that. Like I was gonna pull the trigger to come to the East Coast, and it just the whole thing, the whole yeah, that whole thing made it way easier, you know. Yeah. Just to hop up and come. And like I, I didn't know that I would, I would be playing with them every week. I kind of had to like earn those spots. They started me out a little slow. Like I, I played a live stream, then I played a, a, a back-to-back uh, all while it was still like in pods, while, while they still had it in like pod form where, you know, you could be at your table, but you couldn't be walking around. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, you're opening for Boris Brezha. Yeah. <laughs> 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 GA dance floor, like everything. And, and I was like, I was like, let's fucking go. Like, I'm so ready for this, you know, like, wow. like one, there's nothing on my USB that I could play. That's harder than what Boris Brezha is going to play. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, I can play so much good, like melodic techno that I have. Yeah. Like, I can play techno and like I played some breaks and like just some weird, you know, like some shit I really want to get into. And it was like, it was just wild. It was wild. Cause it was like, I think it was a Sunday. Yeah. It was a Sunday. So excuse me. I think I played like 
I played like five to 10 or something like that on a Sunday. And by like five, 15, it was packed, you know, like, yeah. So like five, 15, it was packed and like techno in the afternoon at space with, with like <laughs> Thumbs up. the first, G, yeah, the first like GA crowd and like opening for Boris Brezhia. And it was like, all right, like this is bonkers, you know, like, one of those like, uh, like where you, I'm kind of in my own head going, yeah, you did it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something you didn't pay off, you know, that kind yeah, of Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So hard work. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if we talked about this earlier if on this song, but it was like for a long time. Yeah. I've, I've been doing this for a long time and for a long time, it's, um, yeah, like I don't have an agent, I don't have a manager. I'm like I'm just guessing for the most part about like what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Like yeah. there's not there's not really like a tried and <laughs> true path, you know? Like all of all of like lockdown, I was releasing music, I was putting stuff out. And uh I figured like during lockdown, the one thing that I had going for me was that it leveled the playing field because I, I wasn't competing. I was literally only competing with myself and like what I could get out there. And like, yeah. I, I wasn't going to get out toured and I wasn't going to get, uh, out clouded, right. Everybody was on the bench. Connections didn't matter anymore. That was it. That was it. Like, and, and, and I couldn't, if I put out tracks, like, like they weren't going to get lost in the shuffle because people were playing other tracks because nobody was playing tracks. So I just kind of like, it was like what you put out there. Um, Then actually I, uh, you know, it did help because I, uh, Porky from Desert Hearts got me streaming a bunch. Mm -hmm. I was streaming with, with Desert Hearts, uh, maybe three or four times. And I did some marathons with them. I, I did, uh, I did a 22 hour one and then I did a 25 hour one with them and Blondish saw me do the 25 hour one. And they, they, as soon as I moved to Miami, Blondish was like, do you want to, be on abracadabra and her stuff and they had like full support from twitch for months like they were uh we were the number two music channel in the world on twitch it was insomniac than us abracadabra right abracadabra unbelievable yeah. i did not know yeah. that yeah so i and i was doing friday nights and i was doing marathons on friday nights <laughs> i was like I literally, there was nothing else to do. Like there were, I wasn't playing clubs. Everything was closed. I was sitting at home with my animals and like just chilling. And I was like, you know, having fun with it. I would literally in a row, like week after week after week, I'd play like 18, 20, 18, 15, 20, 15, 18 hours. Like, just like, just go until like, I couldn't stand up anymore. And we were getting like, I was getting between like 
15 and 30,000 viewers in a night because it was like it, they were putting us on like the main, uh, you know, search page, like the number Damn. one search page. Yeah. So like, as soon as you hit that, it was like automatically like 10, 15,000 people. And then like more people would come in and, and get in there. And it was Maybe like the crowd you've ever played for, right? I mean, 38,000. <laughs> yeah. For, for, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it like, it really, that actually like really, uh, generated a ton of, um, organic followers that have continued to follow me and like, mm -hmm. continue, like I just played life is beautiful festival in Vegas and I was the opening set and it was literally like doors open Dude, that's and the people came so crowded. And, and like the first, I would say, you know, 50 out of the 75 people that first showed up to the tent were like, Abracadabra, you know, we watched wow. you, we watched you stream, you know, like that kind of stuff. And like now every show I play, it's every, somebody comes up to me and was like, yeah, we watched you stream all of isolation and, and COVID. That's heartwarming, man. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I'm like, great. Like, it, because weirdly, like I even met, we, we did some party. We did a party here in uh, Miami during Bitcoin conference week. And yeah. And it was, um, <laughs> Spending we, money. yeah, we had like, uh, uh, a bunch we invited a bunch of the like met like the, the the loyal members and mods and stuff like that from thing to come in and it was like very interesting to meet these people because like I had spent a lot of time with them you know like because yeah. I'm chatting I'm chatting and like right you know so it's been good like that those people they they're also like power users on the internet so they 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 like follow like i'd wake up and have like 150 new followers on instagram and they would all be like that was awesome last night you know like commenting and liking stuff and and things like that and it just kind of like helped like generate a, a, a buzz during lockdown that like mm -hmm. you know that that wouldn't have happened had i not joined the the abracadabra team stuff yeah, like that man. Do you feel like during the pandemic, like there was more collaboration in the music industry across labels, across artists than there ever were before? That was my personal experience. So there was a weird, there was a weird thing that happened. Uh, like, like 50% of the more or more of the people just stopped working. Yeah. Like just stopped producing because they couldn't find inspiration, that kind yeah. of thing. You know, like it, it just like wasn't hitting them or like they were in a weird place or something like that. Yeah. And then I saw like 25% to 40% were just like working super hard and like people messaging me and asking me to collab and put out mm -hmm. stuff and um, uh, like, and and I think part of the reason of that is that when you're when you're producing, when you're making music, and I'm sitting at home and making tracks, yeah, like generally this music just like kind of exists in my head, you know, like like I don't I, like I can 
I can kind of gauge whether it's a good track or not, but like, yeah, you need another set of years at some point to check something out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. Cause like, yeah, like that's why also my streaming was nice too. Cause I'd play tracks like to the, to the crowd that like I had just finished right. and just, and you could kind of gauge by like the comments and stuff like that. Um, you know, I put out a lot of those tracks, but it was like for the collab stuff, you know, it, it would be nice. Like some of them you'd be like, I think this track is done, but I'm not like a hundred percent sure, you know, like, right. It like, it'd be nice to have another set of ears or like, if you want to mess with it, like go ahead and, and, and make some, make some tunes with it, you know, like change it up. Like, right. If you like pieces of it and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, for, for me, I actually, but I, I ran into this thing where, uh, for the first, like for a long time, I was collabing like right off the bat when I was producing like five years ago, when I started, uh, five or six years ago, I, I, I started, I started producing way before that back on like fruity loops and sound forge and stuff like that. But I didn't really get into like making full track. I was doing like mashups and stuff like that. Sure. Got to start somewhere. So you were DJing yeah. before producing though, then. Yeah. I was DJing for, you know, a long time before actually like full out, like, okay, I need to make some tracks to like get right. to the next level. Cause right. like totally. I can DJ as much as possible, but there's no way I'm breaking through with like even one or two tracks, you know, like really hard you to do make that. a lot of tracks, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I've been trying to not collab as much because like, I need to kind of work on my like solo portfolio yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I still like, I, I still enjoy like where I, I actually, I have some collabs coming out. I did one with Shuski, who's out of uh, San Diego that comes out in like two weeks. Nice. Um, I have one on Elro coming out. Actually that one, the, the one with Shuski is coming out on materialism, which is a do do really dope label. Yeah. Um, that's Mahala Safras's, uh, label. And then uh, uh, Ribo from from Purple Maniacs and Desert Hearts, he and I have a collab coming out on El Row uh, in like two weeks too. I hope those don't come out on the same day. No, that's it. sick though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Consistent collabs. I mean, it's Billy is and and Malone are people that you've produced with a lot. Yeah, of yeah. So I'm actually uh, for that Three Points Festival. Malone and I are playing back to back uh, for three for three hours. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, he's he's blowing up too. He's playing everywhere, and he's an awesome producer. We we had some like, excuse me, we had some good vibers going that did really well. She Lion did really well. Yeah. Um, you beside me did really well for uh, Club Sweat. Um, and then it's Billy and I. So it's Billy is my boy Billy Flanagan. He uh, he, he I, I knew like a lot of what I was doing, but he's like he went to school. He went to Icon. Okay. He knows everything. So like, yeah. We'd come up with ideas and he could just, 
any sort of idea that we had, he could express it and, and put it down like immediately. Whereas even today, like, I'm like, I'd really like a stab here that sounds like this. And then I'm like, checking every preset, <laughs> you know, like literally down arrow on audio lab and like how most producers do it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like every single one, like <laughs> and I'm not like smart enough to like heart the ones that like I think could work on other projects and stuff like that. Yeah. So it literally starts at like the the uh, the the, the OSC strings every time or whatever <laughs> is at the top of, uh, but you know uh, what, maybe you'll hear something that you didn't hear before. Right. Like, I well, that's, like that's the thing right. is every one of those pre like every one of those is like, sounds different. And like every octave sounds different, you know, and it's right. like, um, like where, where you draw it in and stuff like that. It's like, it, you know, so, so like half of them, you'll be like, you'll put an octave lower and they won't even, you can't even hear it. And it's like, oh shit. Like <laughs> you know, I got to go through 30, 30, like 300 priests or like 300 different sounds. And like 150 of them aren't even sounds because they're, they're an octave lower than. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah production life man yeah exactly exactly it's funny because like i people will be like yo i want to come and like watch you produce and i was not like that i was like god that sounds so fucking painful <laughs> <laughs> for both of us like literally for both of us because like <laughs> like it, it it's like wah, wah. <laughs> you know talking no it's, it's, it's no, like nothing gets done i know exactly no uh, yeah yeah and i you know it's like just like and it's like the tiniest difference in noises and stuff and it's like and then to have to like try to explain why i'm doing like a certain thing and stuff this is people that are just like i want to learn from watching you i'm like dude just get youtube just watch youtube tutorials <laughs> I'm like half the stuff I'm making up, you know, like yeah, I'm lucky. yeah, half the stuff I'm getting lucky, half the stuff I, like, like I, you know, it, it just works. And I'm like, all right, well, that sounds dope. I'm going to like not touch that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the kind of the cool part about being a DJ before a producer. I am as well. And it kind of helped me understand like, you know, once I started DJing different types of music, like you were talking about how you cut your teeth, just DJing all different types yeah. of events. And now you've kind of fallen into this like really unique type of production, probably because you've weeded out what you know is really good and what you love to play, right? Like, you know, if it's good or if it's bad, pretty much instantaneously. Yeah, instantaneously. Like if I'm, if I'm downloading music, I can tell within three seconds if it's a good track or a shitty track, like that oh, I'll play or not, like like immediately, like yep. which, which which helps me when I'm organizing music for shows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it also helps in in the production wise too, because it's um you can kind of get a feel for for what works and like what would make the people move and stuff like that. But also uh, arrangement and and progression kind of come natural. Then you know, like like you can. I mean, I I one hundred percent. I'm like a music 
file, like uh, an audio file. Like I'm, uh, it, it, let's say I'm the closing set at space at, at 7 a.m. I'm there at 2 a.m. watching the opener. Okay. I'm watching, I'm watching the headliner. I'm shazamming. I'm doing my homework, you know? Wow. Like, I'm there early and I'm leaving late, you know? And it's like. To learn. It, to learn. Like, and I'm there, I'm talking to people, I'm networking, you know? It's like, that's, fun. that's yeah. yeah, having fun. That's part of the whole job, you know? Right. Yeah. But um, uh, the, 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 after DJing for so long, mm-hmm. I think like arrangement for sure is like, you know, cause you're like, okay, in this part of the track, you, you, you want like, like an extra shaker to come in or, you know, you, you want some hats to come in here yeah. or, or, you know, like this break is too long. I need a, I need a, like a high yeah. kick to start coming in. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you'll lose the energy of the crowd. If you have a two minute break without any sort of beat at all, you There's know, like, like Eric Prids. Yeah. No, don't. Yeah. 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 Fucking buildups. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, somebody the other day was like, they, uh, it's weird. They just, there'd be like two minutes where they just stop the music. And I was like, no, no, no. Those are, just, those are like breakdowns. Oh my God. That's legendary. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, those are just like two minute long breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. The breakdowns are longer than the drops themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's just one drop. It's like a drop. And then, and then uh, it goes right back into another breakdown. Like, like they're an acquired taste for sure. 32 later. I mean, they're crushing, but they're still. amazing. I love them, yeah. but I wouldn't yeah. introduce someone new to the scene to Art Bad. I'd be like, let's, yeah, start, right. let's yeah. start with MK. Why don't you go yeah, see yeah. MK yeah. and start talking, right? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, Doug, um, you've, um, you've, but I mean, you've, like you said, you've released on some, some huge labels over the years, man. Um, but yeah. it didn't, didn't really come to you right away. I mean, you told me you grew up in Toledo, Ohio. You then went to Northwestern. I mean, you're now crushing it in Miami. Is that you, you called yourself kind of basically, I'd say, with the go to guy for a lot of big acts that come through. Yeah. Long, long passage of time there. I mean, when did actually like electronic music come into your life then originally? Oh, God. Now you're going to date me, dude. I'm, I told I'm you old. I'm locking some memories. I'm old, dude. I'm old. I got into, I got into like electronic and house and stuff like that. And like, jeez. 99 2000 okay like, uh I, literally from that movie scratch that i mentioned earlier so oh, they yeah. Uh, yeah they uh talked about it and they in the move in the in the show so, uh, somebody they talk about del deltron or somebody like that um so I went and picked up some Dell, the Dell, the funky homo sapien Deltron records. And w- I used to have that Deltron 3030 on repeat. And like in the background was like Dan, the automator and like um, kid koala and some of these guys, like these old turntable like spinning and scratching and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, that's my, that's what I want. And like, it's a Midwest guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's weird because it's like there's there there's the that kind of like hip hop, like that lyrical hip hop with those 
like DJ Premier beats, like an MF Doom, and like oh, there you go, yeah, and like and Deltron and and Doctor Octagon and Jurassic Five and stuff like that. Like those are not that far off from like electronic music. It's it's weirdly close to it, and it just kind of like kind of like melted into oh i play like electro now and trance and like yeah. i was playing on records and mixing with records and then i i, I told you before you start i found like a bunch of files and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> I, I, found, I found like a, a full index of like a bunch like like fifteen thousand tracks that were all house music like old school house music like mm -hmm. Olivier Giacomoto, Oliver Huntman, Dub Fire, like early Claude Von Stroke, like out of Detroit, like yeah. Carl Craig, yeah. all these people. And like, that was my jam. Like I used to play hours and hours and hours without a single vocal, you know, like, wow. that was like yeah. You must have been the only kid doing that, right? I mean, did you have any friends that were listening to it with you? No, that was like all my boys liked progressive, okay. like, super progressive, like Hernan Catanio okay, and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Um, Cornell Kovacs and like all that stuff was like, big in like my little friend group but that's like chicago um, at northwestern and stuff like they had a chicago had a decent underground scene i mean like for sure man frankie knuckles was still playing like they used to do this thing in grant park where the every tuesday they'd have like uh i don't know like uh Derek carter and like psycho bitch and terry terry wow. bristol and like all these people like that's amazing and, and crowbar was dope and spy bar was dope and smart bar green velvet used to play at smart bar literally like every thursday night for a while he green velvet was at smart bar and you'd be like okay let's go see green velvet at smart bar it's thursday you know like, that's crazy yeah that's now, like for my generation like yeah yeah yeah, could you imagine? Those were the local guys. Like, Green Velvet was a local Chicago guy. And, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, like, you That's could see inspiring. him every week. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it was dope, you know? Like, um, and so we used to go to all, like, I literally just used to go to all of that. And, like, and I was always music first. Like, always, always. And, like, DJing was, like, just kind of side stuff. And then production started happening like six years ago or so. And like, now it's, it's kind of all catching on. It's kind of all like, you know, uh, it's, as I was saying, I'm not like necessarily spinning my wheels anymore. It's like, there's some traction in there. Right. Where like if I do one good thing, then, then two more good things come from it, that kind of stuff right. where it was in the past where like I do one dope thing and like, by the next week, it would, you know, who, who, nobody, nobody knew, you know, like that, yeah. that kind of stuff, even on releases and things like that, you know, it's yeah, like, for sure. It just takes such a constant effort, like, uh, and consistency and kind of like, uh, uh, I mean, you got to keep up with like socials and you got to network and you got to support other DJs. And, you know, it's like, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot but like, 
it's you got to do it all or else you're you're gonna get no you can't just do one part of it you know what i mean yeah you trade in your nine to five for the 24 7 i hear that and it's just, yeah it's the most true thing it's true yeah and you gotta be you gotta be creating content now you know it's not just like it's not just all about the music. There's others. There's a lot of other aspects to it. But like for me, I, I at least hope like I can for myself. Like I, 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 I hope I don't have to like. I mean, I, I everything I've made has still kind of kept like at least like a deeper underground tone to it. Even mm-hmm. like the stuff where I'm using these like popular vocals and things like that. Like I'm not dropping them into like, I guess this last one's like kind of banging tech house, but like the first track on that, my last EP raw is like, yeah, I mean that drew, that drops into virtually tech now. Like it's a, it it's is. a, yeah. No. It's sick though, dude. Like the, yeah. when the hi-hats are coming in, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. let's go. And it's dope. And it goes super fucking hard, but it's like, <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, like I didn't mean to make it that hard. It's just like, I'm just going to go and make whatever I'm feeling at that time, you know? Bro, I mean, you're, when I was doing my research on your Beatport, you know, I know we're talking shit about Beatport. Sorry for anybody working at Beatport or likes Beatport. <laughs> when I go to, and one funny thing about Beatport as well is usually they don't actually categorize tracks correctly, you know, yeah. like the actual genre. Yeah. But you had like Afro House, Minimal, Deep, yeah. Tech House, House, and but after running through all your tracks, you are not a one box producer, man. I mean, no, never no, have been. Never have been. And that's been, that's actually been like also part of my thing. Cause I used to go through like, I used to have like an identity crisis every six months of where like, oh, you got to choose a genre or, yeah, or nobody's going to come. It, like, it, people would say like, if, if they, uh, if they don't know what to expect when they come and see you, just people won't just always show up, you know, like, like they got to know what kind of stuff you're going to be playing. I was like, but I like it all, you know, like I spin a ton of like melodic techno at home. I, I spin a ton of Afro house at home, you know, like I like the drums. I like tribal, like, I love like that choose and Savalo sound. I love the Rafa Mario sound. Like, I also like, I, I, I also love like the, the Oliver Huntman sound. I like the Eric Prids. I like the Prida sound. I play Cerez D, you know, like, yeah, like that's like, I mean, I, I have it all. I have it all on my stick. I think my sticks have like 25,000 songs on them. And it's well, like genre hop. That's definitely your thing. And, and that's, so that's, it, it took a long time before I decided that it was okay for me in no, no matter what situation to just be able to genre hop because it's like, there's some good ways, especially with Afro house. Cause you can get from tech house to Afro house, to melodic tech, back to Afro house, to tech house. Like, yeah. You can use the Afro house, especially like the, the bigger, the bigger Afro stuff. Like you can use that to get in and out of techno back into tech house just because of the, there's so many drum, there's so much percussion in the Afro house. You yeah. Know? Right. One element is added, is added or removed. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is, and you learn this in when you're producing 
is that they're not that far away from each other at all of it. Like it's not like, like a tech house. I could take a tech house track and remove a clap (laughs) and it's a fucking techno track. Like it is like, just uh, like, like it it literally will just turn immediately into a techno track. And you're like, well, that was weird. All I, all I did was remove the clap from it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's, um, and so like, once you start to figure that out and you figure like how stuff can meld into the next one, it's like, then you can get in there and you can like toy with some emotions. You can get some funky in there. You can get some house in there, you know? Right. And it's like, you, you see it now, the, the big guys are doing it too. They've been doing it, but they, you know, you, you can see it. Like the best genre hopper out there is DJ Tennis, like by far. Like Oh, Jesus. That's by far. Yeah, he's just, he can go from breaks to house to, to techno to uh, tech house you know he's just uh, to house to like a fucking jazz track like who, who knows what he's gonna play <laughs> yeah um and then like and then you even see it with like solomon and stuff like solomon's playing techno like melodic techno for four hours and then all of a sudden it'll just be like two hours of disco you know, I don't know where the fuck that came from, but it's dope and I'm feeling it. Yeah. I didn't even realize until an hour after you're like, no, you're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like he just played staying alive. Like, <laughs> and it totally worked. And right after that, that. Yeah. And then right after that played like, a, uh, like an art bat track and you're like, <laughs> okay, well that works. Like if you can do it, if you can fit it, you know, I'm like, if it works with the energy of the club and the vibe, like, yeah. And as long as people don't have this like preconceived notion that things have to like stick down this certain path, like, and, and people are willing to go on that journey with you and trust you. Yeah. Which is funny. That's why I have this beard right now because I shave the beard and like people's like have a lot less trust in the DJ when, when you like, are clean shaven and look like a frat boy. They're like, oh, this, this asshole. This dude knows nothing about music. Yeah. I'm being dead serious too. Like, I, I 100%, like, when I'm clean shaven and like, I look like a frat boy, like, people, are like, what's this dude gonna play? Fucking lo- losing it in the. Yeah, like, like a Dwayne Wade Miami jersey on or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, people, I can play whatever with the beard because people are like, yo, this dude hasn't left his house in months and only listens to music. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, dude, this dude only listens to music. Like, that's it. Cockroach recognized cockroach, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. (laughs) I like, fuck it. I'm throwing the beard back out. I don't care how humid Miami is. I'm clipping that. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting you brought up kind of like the perspective as a producer. And before we kind of go into your specific label releases, when you're producing with DJing in mind, I mean, are you thinking time for an Afro house track, time for a melodic techno track? Like, how does it work for you before you start and you like are totally clean slate? No, clean that actually that's funny because it'll everything just go is just like complete flow of consciousness. It's really? like, yeah, it's it's 
Um, I'll either start with like a kick or a baseline and just roll from there. And like, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't normally set out with like, even like a label in mind or anything like that. Okay, like, yeah, I was going to ask that too. Yeah. Like I'll start out with literally like a kick, a baseline, and then, excuse me, start with some percussion and stuff like that. Um, and, and like, if I find like, like that, like I'm, I'm, I've, I find like a, a good, like rift on like a bongo and like, I can, I can clip it up and like, and like uh, run some like, uh, run some like decent, like chopping of it. So it sounds different and, and stuff like that. Or like, yeah, even like, even finding like, like gating some vocals and, and like they sound funky and weird, like, and, and then, and then they, that kind of transfers into, you know, like, okay, then it needs this. And like, I'll, I'll start, you know, getting on my synths and stuff like that. And like, try some sounds out. And like, if it just starts to go towards like, like I made an Afro house track that like has like Indian vocals in it and stuff. And like, is it the one off uh, nonstop Varunga? No, no, no. That, that one I did was, uh, 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 Simon Kidzu, and he had the he found those vocals, and he that's a sick that. track, man. I really meant it when I said that is a sick track, man, and I'm gonna prove it right now. Let's check out Varunga by Simon Kidzu and Monarchy via nonstop. <laughs> Yeah, which is funny. That track's actually coming back right now. It's like number three in the Netherlands right now. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like randomly just like pop back on the chart. On Apple Music, it's number three in the Netherlands. <laughs> you never know. I think he's from, I, he's from Amsterdam. So I think like maybe somehow weirdly like he played it and it caught on or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like I it's getting that. like a second win. But that, that yeah, that track's dope. Um, no, it was for Nick Fanchuli's um, Saved Records. And like, Amazing. it's so funny because like it came out like a year ago and I was driving up to 
Fort Lauderdale or to West Palm Beach last weekend. It came on my Spotify. Nice. And I was like, I have no idea what the name of this track is. <laughs> I, I and I had to like look and I had to look because I was like, I don't remember what I named this. Like, because I've been like pretty prolific over the last like three years, just like constantly putting stuff out. Um. Yeah, so like to answer your question directly, it's like it, it's literally wherever the wind takes me, like during that production process. And like I, I like sometimes I'll find a sample, sometimes I'll find a synth, sometimes I'll find like a dope riff on like riffer, uh like a like a different VST um that like will chop up like a bongo that sounds fire and it's like mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, yo, that's that's fire. Like, uh, I might as well fuck. Let's make a rolling baseline like with that, and try to do like some like circus or like stereo vibes or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's like that's that's the kind of the method. And then sometimes, like, I'll get three quarters down the line and be like, okay, like if I do this to this, then it would be good for sola label or if i do this like maybe hot tracks would want it yeah or if i put like uh some big vocals in it maybe club sweat would want it Mm -hmm. you know that that kind of stuff well let me show you a track that club sweat took this one's called she lion by malone and monarchy featuring ali story to the 100%. Yeah, like like then you then you start uh, like kind of lowering it into like which big labels would would want it, you know, like which has worked out for me pretty well. Like uh, I'm on probably I'm on probably 30 of the top 100 top labels or so. Without yeah. doubt you are. Yeah, and then I have, you know, even more coming out soon with uh, I mean materialism's got to be in the top top 30 i mean el row is probably in the top 10 you know it's like it's these are big big labels and it's like that's just that's just persistence you know like that's literally just persistence and like figuring out what kind of sounds people kind of want and then like and then like just dealing deal dealing with with uh people turning them down and learning how to send them out again you know like yeah because uh, like so, some tracks like some of our bigger tracks like were turned out like some of my bigger tracks were turned down by five or six labels and then the the sixth one picked it up you know like yep and it, and, and it got hundreds of thousands of plays on spotify and top 20 on on B port and stuff like that, you know. She like, lion, the club sweat. Is he, is that she lion, yeah, but that that one was different because we had issues with um, we had issues with the vocals. They uh, 
they um they're a folk song originally but we were using we had to have them re-song oh and then and then uh they still came after us about about uh that we that we use the same cadence as the original vocals and i went on um wikipedia and randomly the the u.s library of congress had like a recording of two little girls singing the track from like 1939 and it's like the same exact cadence that like nina simone and feist sing it so like it's in like <laughs> and and they were like nah it's sorry like this won't pass and i, I literally just sent them the library of congress link and they were like okay you're good oh yeah. my god yeah, so lucky. yeah yeah because yeah. like they it's you know there's no technical you don't get technical rights on a folk song you know like yeah. you don't get writer credits on a folk song like <laughs> it, it was literally like something from 19 1935 or 1939 or something all right Monique, so you were running through some of the labels we've mentioned uh non-stop already uh, we talked about Relief, Club Sweat, Tool Room. We've also released on Hot Tracks, Nervous, Happy Techno, most recently Tech Avenue. But there's one we haven't brought up. And you've released, I think, six tracks, four EPs, Basica, Basica. How do I say it correctly? Yeah, that's my label. That's your label? Yeah. I did not know that. I was like, dude, you've yeah. got to have some affiliation because it released so much good music on it. Yeah, yeah. I had so no idea you had your own label. Yeah, so that actually um, that just happened this year though. So okay, um, it it started out with Simone Vitulo, uh, who's awesome. It, it's it's his label for years, and it and it's it's got everybody on it. It's got Todd Terry. It's got it's a great yeah, it's a great great label. And in the past three years, Simone uh as kind of transferred from like tech house to afro house and now he has the number one afro house label in the world in godiva what yeah and godiva does better than like mo black it does better than defected like wow yeah it does better it's the number one afro house label in the world and uh he's just not in like the the tech scene anymore Right. And we met up uh, about about seven months ago and he was like, listen, like I'd like to continue doing basica basica. Um if you'd like to take it over and do all the A and R and wow. and just have it be your label and have it be your sound. And I was like, Yeah, you know, the, the one thing I'd like to do is take it from so much like tech tech house more into like groovers and kind of deep tech and, and stuff like that. So uh, like two months ago we have, we switched over and like, it's been all my like kind of curating and, and all my stuff. Yeah. So um, we got some good stuff coming out. Actually it's Billy has the next EP on there. Yes um we just signed one from justin vilhauer who's from uh california Dude, i think busy this, fucking guy man i'm sorry yeah i mean it's, <laughs> it's it's like a it's a shit show over here but 
I, I have heard some tracks that I made like two years ago recently. And I'm like, yo, this is a good track. Like I should play this track more. I just completely forgot about it. Like mm-hmm. just cause my, on my sticks, it's like, I have a monarchy folder and it's like the top, you know, it's either like unreleased at the top or like just released at the top. Yeah. And I never get down to like 25, 26, 27. Right. You know? right. And it's like, some of those are like, but there's always a weird, I'm still, I still have that. There's still a weirdness when you're playing your own tracks, especially like for a first play. Like <laughs> you, you always feel like it's like, you don't really know. You know? <laughs> you're like, is this working? Like, am I as good as fucking Sosa or Iglesias? And like <laughs> these dudes you idolize, you know, like, I could just play a Jamie Jones track, which would be fucking dope, you know, but like instead I'm playing my own track. Yeah. Yeah, But it is fun. It's fun to play your own tracks and like see them go off. Um, That's actually where those tracks came from that I just put out on, on uh, tech Avenue was I was like, yo, I'm going to make some festival bangers because like I'm playing big festivals Let's check out this festival banger together. This one's called Raw by Monarchy off Tech Avenue Records. Ooh, baby, I like it, boy. like hard fest like i'm gonna go hard you know like yeah. i'm gonna play bangers and like that I, there's a video of me playing my that uh all the girls to the to the crowd and like it's literally i had never i don't even know if i had like i hadn't played it on any system and all of a sudden I'm playing it for like 6,000, 7,000 people. <laughs> and like, I had only played it here on my like Yamahas. Wow. And, and I was like, well, let's see, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what this low end is going to sound like on a, I'm like massive stacks, you know, like, and it just, it went off and it was like, yo, that was crazy. Like, and even weirder is that, like, I played it, I looked at the clock, because I can see the clock on the video, and I my set started at 4, and I played it at, like, 4.15, yeah. and there were already, like, that many people there, but, like, not only that, but, like, it means I was two, three tracks deep, and the people went off like that, you know, like... Yeah. I was like, yo, that was crazy. Like, I'd like to see some other, like, I'd like to see that thing get played at some festivals. I hope people play some of those at EDC and send me videos. That would be sick. Be cool. Yeah. That's what we do it for, man. For the fans. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, congratulations to you on on that. That's amazing. Everybody listening, please send them tracks because it's a beautiful label yeah. out there. Uh, Basica Rec at uh gmail.com b-a-s 
I-C-A-R-E-C at gmail.com. If you got some good, like I'm doing like deep tech, minimal kind of like, like, like Archie Hamilton kind of like techie vibes, not like bangers. Right. For sure. Groovers groovers over bangers. Yeah. Groovers over bangers. Amen to that. So I got to ask you about Repopulate Mars, the South of Saturn. You've had uh, one release on Repopulate, two on South of Saturn. I just had Kaysen on the podcast recently and uh, yeah. had a few people who have released on Repopulate. Uh, been Repopulate Mars shows myself. I'm, you know, I'm from Chicago. Lee is a, a totem here. Um, and they are just something that makes the scene so special to me for a fan and also when you're on the other side. Uh, before, yeah. we, before we get about the tracks, uh, I know you have a relationship with Lee Foss. I mean, I think you op- you perform with him a lot. How did yeah. you guys first meet? Like, what's it been like for you? And then, of course, going to release on their label. So I've known Lee for years, uh, just from like kind of the Chicago connection. And then uh, we played Groove Cruise together. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we played Groove Cruise together maybe six or seven years ago and his train got delayed and I, we drove back together and like, uh, we kind of hang out. We used to hang out in the same like LA circles. We have, we have a bunch of the same kind of friends in, in LA. Yeah. Um, and that whole, like, uh, that whole, there's a real tight knit, like kind of scene. Lee lives out in, in Topanga and like there's an artist scene there there's some there's a good like collective of like dope artists and Mm. dope musicians and and like they all kind of intermingle and stuff like that um so we connected through that kind of through like mutual friends and stuff like that uh and he he was one of the first people to like listen you know like a lot of people you, it's tough to even get your tracks to even listen to you know yeah he's, he's busy as hell too he's, he's you know he's he was kind of like uh like like the model of of how to like tour and play and run a label and also run like a, a party you know like Repopulate Mars is an awesome brand and they did the clothing and yeah. And then he's got, you know, he's got a great relationship with his wife. And like, it's yep. just like, you know, he's, he's, he's like, he's just a, he's a giver, man. He's a good dude all around. Like, you know, and, and, and you see that somebody like him can do all that. And it's like, okay, like, uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of time in the day to like, mm-hmm. if, if he can do it, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of like you can put in that same kind of effort, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's actually he's 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 brilliant. He's a super smart guy. Like he's 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 um he's he's I've I've been up to his house a couple times where it's just like him and I hanging out and like you know it's it, he's intelligent, he's he's well thought out, like you know, he's he's prepared, he's he's you know his, his production is crazy like he he produces he was showing me hip-hop tracks he produces like that what? are insane yeah dude the leaf 
if the, if there's never if the, in the future there's not like a Lee Foss like hip hop alter ego at some point like I don't know where my life is gone but like he produces dope hip hop. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and he's always producing. He's got his, his like his studio at home is sick. He's always got people up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then Repopulate Mars has just been on fire. Like, you know, like they've just been just absolutely banging out. Like every every release is, you know, top 10 right now, which is good to see. Um, yeah, man. And then South of Saturn, like it was nice to release on those because like all those, everything I put out with them did really well. Uh, yeah. It's almost not even like a sub label. It's it's more of like its own. It's not a sub label. It's yeah, a sister label. I'd call it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like a sister. Yeah, exactly. It's like a sister label now, and like they're they're, you know, the the Repopulate Mars is one of those labels that's their release schedule is backed up probably nine ten months a year. That like it's nice for South of Saturn to you know be able to release stuff a little quicker or at least have a lot more output from that system because they, they have a good year. Uh, Nick Kaysen has, you know, he, he's got a good year and, and facilitates a lot of that movement between the, the label and Lee and stuff like that. Yeah. He's a great A&R because he, he's more than just saying this track's good. Like he helps really facilitate that process, which again yeah. is another thing where I think like hood politics is a good label. Cause it's like, yeah. you don't just sign, get a yes, maybe three months uh, three months later and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like oh it's coming out like you yeah. send it to them either they'll give you feedback they'll tell you what they like what they don't like is this a fit like they'll actually respond to you right and that's like that means a lot as an artist you know bibby does that too weirdly bibby really bibby, yeah bibby will send me like bibby will send me like paragraphs of feedback like wow tracks. yeah he's good like that um He's the only other guy. Actually, I think he's the only other guy that like will give me like just unsolicited feedback. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Granted, it doesn't mean it's signed to to solid grooves or isolate, but like the tracks get better and get signed by somebody, you know, but like he's willing to spend some time on, on sending feedback. That's special. And I mean, yeah. this, was, this must have been, so you released on Repopulate May 2019 on this insane compilation with like Martin yeah. Eichen, G Felix, Dead Space, John Summit. I mean, I have to assume this is a massive bucket list moment for you, right? Oh, that's pretty crazy. Lubowski's on that one too. Yeah. And stay filthy, man. Like with It's Billy, like yeah. you're homie. All right, let's check this one out. This one's called Stay Filthy by It's Billy and Monarchy by Repopulate Mars.
Like yeah. I just kind of like making it to that moment in your discography. I was like, this was, yeah. must have been like, let's fuck. Yeah. Go. So that actually, that was so crazy. Cause like uh, that track, uh, what that was that the track? Uh, that track was played. Jamie Jones played it at Space. I think. I think that's the one. Or thinking about you was the one, but wait, I changed the name of it. <laughs> I there was one track that I was like, this is before I was like doing anything with Space. Like this is before like locked. This is 2019. I remember being at Space, and I think it was Stay Filthy. How I don't crazy know. Was I, that like, for you, man? And I, well, I was downstairs eating pizza, and I heard like the first like couple seconds of the track, and I was talking to one of the owners, and I was like, "Fuck, this is my track! This is my track!" <laughs> I took off, and I remember running upstairs, and I like I tried to take a video of it, but I was just too fucking excited because like space had be- space is like my mecca and like jamie jones is like fucking legendary and like the place was like beyond crowded it was art basil so it was like the biggest party it was paradise art basil jamie jones on the terrace and he played my track and i literally just remember like getting like half a video and then just like absolutely just fucking breaking down just being like wow <laughs> yeah like like just i just went and sat in a corner and like fucking broke down and was just like that was like you know like uh, like i'm really doing it you know it was yeah. like it's like uh it was such like uh just a moment in time that was like you know like it's it's really happening you know it's all coming all this hard work has paid off because like this is happening right now you know i've had that happen a couple times um like either people playing my tracks or like me playing my tracks or just me playing tracks to like massive crowds and it's just like this weird self-reflection that happens that's like over yeah it's like overwhelming though and it's like uh, like you know it's like all this hard work is is paying off and it's like it's tough to there's a couple things there's it one it's like you you have to recognize the wins when you get the wins but you can't sit in them you can't you can't just you got to keep pushing on you know like you can't just let that win be like that's it you, you right. made it you know because you haven't really done shit yet but, yeah. <laughs> but like you got to count those wins and you got to like let them soak in and like and like feel good about it and like the other side of that is like the 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 down lows the the low stuff you know like the 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 stuff where it's like you get turned down for a track that you think is awesome that should go to a label, but it doesn't, you know, and, or like you play a party that's empty and it's like, I'm just a bummer, you know, like it rains and it's like fucking, you know, it's just a bummer. Like you can't let that get to you either. So it's like, you know, it's just, you got to ride the waves of like the ups and the downs and like not let the highs get too highs, but like, 
make sure you soak them in because like you only get a first time for something like that. You know, like somebody playing your, your, your track, like in front of, you know, thousand people, like during a massive party, you know, like by one of the top five DJs in the scene. And it's like, if you don't learn to like, enjoy that then like you won't you won't find enjoyment out of anything in this industry you know <laughs> it's like real advice man. nothing will ever be good enough for you you know yeah that's so true i think that's kind of the harsh reality of like just pacing yourself not only in music industry but just in life dude you know? right like uh i try to remember where i saw this but in our generation especially in america it's like i want this now or by yeah. tomorrow when yeah. things are so much more fulfilling when you put the work in over time. I don't have any kids, but yeah. I imagine like seeing seeing a, your kid grow up and be successful. Like you probably have a lot of fucking ups and downs over that. Yeah, that for life, sure. right? We're raising a career in the music industry. I think this makes sense right now, right? But yeah. at, at, at the end of it all, you're like, I enjoyed that journey as cliche as it is. You know, right. even if you're going like this, just a little bit, as long as even if you plateau, just don't stop because you're still moving forward. That's it. And 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 that that's like that that's the part that's confusing is like yeah, you don't you don't know if you're going this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's so like it kind of just feels like you're going this way, and like, and then you'll be like, Oh, that was really cool, and then like literally the next week, like, you know, it's, you're, you're opening your, your bottom build on something and you're like, excuse me. You're like, what, yeah. what, what's that? Like, I just played this big, I just played in front of 5,000 people. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. Cause like the other thing that you kind of have to learn that took me a long time to learn is, Nobody, nobody really cares if you succeed. Nobody gives a fuck if you succeed. So like, I mean, I'm sure there's people rooting for you and I'm, I'm like your friends are rooting for you and shit like that. Yeah. In the industry, like I'm sure there's some people rooting for you here and there, but like Nobody like people are people are concerned about themselves, you know. Like people worry about where their own shit is going, and like yeah. nobody really gives a shit if you succeed or not. So you have to keep your own engine going, you know. Yeah. You can yeah. you can be pushed by people. You can find inspiration from people, but like deep down, that like that drive and that energy and stuff has to come from within, you know. It's like. Because if it doesn't, like you'll you'll just you'll talk yourself out of it. You'll you'll wither away. You'll get lost in the shuffle. You know, it's like yeah. And along that same lines, and it takes a long time to figure out, is that what everybody else is doing doesn't matter. Yeah. At all, it doesn't matter. It's it's like it it. If, if if somebody's candle is burning brighter next to you, mm-hmm. you don't gain anything by putting that light out. 
you know, or like talking shit about that light. Like yeah. it's like you, you just need to keep working on your own fire within, you know, it's, it's not like you're not being overshadowed by that guy next to you. Nobody's comparing you to that person that's blowing up. Only like you're comparing. Oh, oh, you're the only one. Yeah. And, and you're the only one that looks like shit by like talking shit about somebody like getting gigs or like, yeah. you know, or like music doing well and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that doesn't matter. It's all like internal, like the, if, you know, it's, it's never, it never helps you to talk shit about other people in this industry. Like, there's some bad people. There's some shitty people. Like there, there's a lot of people who don't give a fuck about the music. It's all about money. Like there's a lot of people who don't give a shit about the music. They just want to look cool or like want to try to hook up with girls and like, you know, like that's not my scene. Like I'm all about the music, you know, it's like found those people though. You found the people who are all about the music. Yeah. But it took a long time, you know, like it, it, it's, it's, it's weird that like it takes a long time to figure out that like you can surround yourselves with yourself with people that are just about the music. Like you don't have to hang out with the assholes. You can choose to, to not be with the naysayers and the negative people. Like, yeah, you know, like you, you can, you can surround yourself. I mean, what the whole thing is, says is you're, you're most like the five people you hang out with the most. And it's like, Mm-hmm. you know that's it's true and it's like you can surround yourselves with people that make you better and like n- like give you confidence in this industry and like it's n- that the naysayers you can learn how to like shut that off and 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 just kind of uh yep. push that aside you know and like ever since i like made the like conscious decision to like surround myself with with people who are like about the music and like want to like connect with other people and grow and and make new friends and and be happy and it's like Mm -hmm. that stuff that stuff all matters down the line like especially in this industry like you don't you may think it doesn't but that's when people start to notice you know I was like is like when they realize that like you know like i'm at space 12 hours listening to music (laughs) yeah Yeah. on my own like on a on a weekend off i'm there from 11 p.m till noon you know like yeah like i'm not doing it for any other reason than well i am shazamming and stealing song. (laughs) I'm auto shazamming and stealing songs for sure. But, <laughs> but that's, that's the, the, the real truth of that all is, I mean, you're probably in the, the lower percentile of people, you know, like I do this for the love, man. It comes up almost every, almost every episode. If it was only me yeah. and you that listened to this episode, I would, I would be just as happy as if a yeah, right, right. fulfilling for me, getting to know people who are passionate about what they do in the music industry. Like I really do love this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing it to get gigs. I'm not doing it to get followers. I'm doing it because I love your music and yeah. I wanted to meet you and I wanted to chat. And that's as simple as that. Yeah. That's awesome. 
you know, like yeah. I've been doing this shit for over five years now. I could have stopped a long time ago, but I'm never going to stop because it's yeah. fun as hell. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the other thing I've noticed, like with gaining a little bit of momentum is, is people, uh, kind of taken aback when like, after a show or like, even like before, like just meeting me in general, like, and people are like, Oh, you're just like a dude. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just like, like, they're like, can you want to like talk and take a picture with me? I'm like, fuck yeah. You came to like some (laughs) random show and like the middle of nowhere to come and see me. Like, yeah, I'll hang out. I'll chat. Like, you want a like zero. I got you. Yeah, yeah, we got a bunch of Heineken zeros back here. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll put a bottle of tequila on my rider for you. I'm not gonna drink it, but you there can have. You yeah, but um, same kind of shit. It's like you know, it's, there's there's you gotta stay humble and just kind of be you. You know, like, I, like I haven't gotten anywhere yet. It's just starting, but like, I feel like a lot of good things are coming. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing all that, man. It means a lot. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people in the music industry that are getting into it, it's intimidating. But you know, it's yeah. a long it's a long road, but it doesn't have to be so tough. You just got to find the people who are in it for the same reasons as you, and and keep them close. Right. Right. Exactly. And just keep at it. I mean, I, I sent out, you know, I've probably sent out, I don't know, 500 demos, like, but, but, and then 500 demos, but like some of the demos I've sent to 25 different labels, you know, I've sent out thousand, like there was one point where my emails were just like demo, 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 demo for like, every outgoing message was just a demo, you know, like sets of five and like, it just took one before then like things started catching on and like, and like some people are like, why why release on all these different labels? And it's cause like, I, I enjoy kind of interacting with these different labels. I like to see like what they do with the music. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm interested in connecting with all these people from these different labels. And like, when you release on a label, like you're connected with those people, you know, like, like, like the fact that nonstop record with, with Simon Kinzu just is number three in Netherlands on Apple music right now. Like that came out like a year and a half ago or something. And, (laughs) and like, uh, Peru, it's a nonstop as Perupa's label, and I posted that the other day. And Perupa and Simon Kidzu and nonstop, and like you know, there's a connection there, and it's like yeah. it's it's fun and, and meaningful, you know. Yeah, it just goes to show, like it's it really is a global thing here, and it it has no language, so it doesn't matter who you are, or where you're from. It's good True. music that we all want to share together. Facts, right? Facts. Hey. <laughs> We got a little off topic, but I sure am glad we did. I want to ask you, we got to keep it going on the Chicago topic here. Relief. You mentioned green velvet earlier. I got, I got to ask you about this track, the realness with it's Billy because it's a super fucking dope track, but it has a quicker pace than what you guys had originally been releasing. 
Now you might have recognized this in the intro, but I want to play it loud for you. This one's called The Realness by It's Billy and Monarchy off Relief Records. The realness, real, 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 I got you stuck off the realness. one come together i mean i know you said you don't you don't produce with the label in mind but it found the right home with relief but i want to hear the story yeah oh man the real dude i haven't played that track in forever dude, you gotta whip um, that one back in the arsenal because it's fine yeah it's yeah i love it um and that one went out on relief that that one had that relief record had some some huge dudes on it too uh, yeah dante saunderson and king saidi were on that one mm-hmm. um yeah, that was a big record, actually. Uh, that I Billy brought that sample to me and was like, "What should we do with this?" And I, that track literally, it, I think that came together in like two hours. One of those. Yeah, and we were just like, "Yo, this is dope! Like, <laughs> this is just dope! Like, I don't know where to send this because it's like it's a, <laughs> it's a different sounding track." And I knew Curtis from Chicago and I was like, well, we could try like uh, relief, like randomly, but we, I think we sent him four tracks and that was the fourth track. Like, like the least likely we thought would get signed by him. And he came back and was like, yeah, we want this for this, for this VA. And we're like, all right, let's do it. But uh, yeah. And then that, that VA, there's some other big people on that VA. I forget who though um yeah but that uh i mean just relief putting stuff out with relief is like Huge. you know it was one of the major like check marks that i'll always remember you know yeah it's it's such a great track man and like you said like velvet in the chicago world and let alone on a global scene yeah it's it's cool to see a midwest guy releasing on labels like that it makes it like makes that shit seem tangible to a guy like me, you know, that still has such a long road in front of me and wants to continue getting better at production and has goals to release on labels like Relief. And just to hear you kind of just say, I mean, dude, it didn't happen overnight. Like, yeah, right. Did not happen overnight to produce that level, to have the relationship with him, to have that familiarity of what would fit. Like, you weren't wasting your time. Like, you knew. This is for you. This no, but that's a weird thing. That's actually uh, an important thing to, to ask is that 
sending to these labels, it's like, yeah, it, you don't always know what the labels want. So sometimes like you'll, I'll send three tracks and it'll be the third track that people will, will like, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that, excuse me, that happened with um, South of Saturn on, on one of them that happened on something else, but it's like, it, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's a little bit different than the ones that you thought would be signed that get, that get picked up. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I mean, without like, I mean, gosh, I should, without like inundating these people's inboxes with so with tons of tracks, just like you gotta be around the right genre, you know, but like, if so, if you think something's close, like you you could probably add it in, like as long as the other ones sound kind of similar, like like or like are label appropriate, right? Um, but like a lot of these labels, like I would send two or three tracks. Not I wouldn't just send one track, just because you never know, you know, you never know what kind of day it's going to be for them that they think it would fit for something, you know. Yeah, and they're all, and you never like if you try and replicate a track exactly, it's most of the time not going to get signed because they're always looking for the next thing, and you just never does. are backed up. So it's always better to put your own originality on it, no matter what. Never does. Do you know how many tracks I made with that saw drop from from like losing it because because I, I was like, oh. it, right? <laughs> and now I can't stand those. But I was like, I can't I, stand it either uh, now. Yeah, I'm like, I think it needs a big saw drop right there. Dude, I remember Latman dropped Def, which I, I think it was yeah. Masquerade or something, Claptone's label. And I remember it was like the first time I had heard that. And I was like, this is it, dude. We yeah. can get we can get people in the house if we get them a little energy. And then it was like, yeah. then losing it came. And then like the Coachella crowd, you know, it was like, this yeah. is crazy. And now I'm like, if I hear another fucking saw on the drop yeah. again, dude, like let the song play. Like, I don't even like when the CO2 hits at the drop. I'm like, I yeah. can't hear the music. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Listen to me. I sound like a fucking house elitist, bro. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we both are now. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about love and and love and and enjoying the music no matter what. I do have an opinion. Yeah, on music. Right? We're allowed to have an opinion on music. Yo, um, I gotta I gotta run. Soon. Yeah. I was just I have I literally have one more question. Okay. You, actually. Okay. And it's what do you have coming up that you can tell us? Uh Dude, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, I'm with Prids Thursday at at Space, and I'm at Three Points Festival in Miami on Friday. Then I have a release uh, coming on next week, two, two weeks on Materialism. I have a release the week after that on El Row. I have a release like in November, late November on happy techno music. Oh yes. Yeah. And then um, the next weekend I have Hocus Pocus here and I'm playing with all the techno people with like Adam Bayer and Charlotte DeWitt. And like, I I have a good slot um, for Hocus Pocus festival here. And then the next weekend I'm with Walker and Royce at space. And yeah. And then I leave, 8 a.m. to play uh, Del Mar Racetrack in California, and then I'm in Hermosa the next day. It's like, 
we got a lot coming up that should be pretty bonkers. And then Art Basel is going to be happening. I know it's like the next like month is just nasty. So dude, thank God. I, I literally, when I was saying I gotta, I gotta check out soon. It's cause I got to prepare the set for Eric. <laughs> I, I literally, I gotta go. I, I weirdly, I can't, uh, I can't organize music during the day. Okay. I don't know. Uh, like for sets. I, I, like it doesn't, I, I, my mind's not in the right mindset to organize yeah. music for sets. You like should be doing something else. I understand. Yeah. So I have to like, uh, it's gotta be nighttime and I gotta be like in the zone and then mm-hmm. I, I can like kind of organize a set and I, I'll put a hundred tracks in a set, like as like possible tracks to play, you know, and like on my yeah. stick. Yeah. And then kind of just, I don't plan anything out. I just have like kind of like a, I'm a massive music order. So it's like, no <laughs> you can't plan yeah. out a three hour set and you can't plan out, plan yeah. out a techno festival and then opening and then Walker and Royce sets. You got to just go. No, no, no. Yeah. I probably have like 20 hours of music I need to plan. So like, I'm just playlist. Like, do you, have, do you like create a playlist and then you run? Yeah. It? So I'll, I'll have like uh Thursday, Eric Preds, Friday, three points, and each one will have 100 to 150 tracks in it. And then you'll bounce back to those on future gigs? Uh, yeah. That, so, like, if it's, like, uh, so let's say uh, next week I'm playing with, like, uh, I don't know, fuck, who, like, Dead Mouse or something like that, I'd go back to, like, an Eric Prids right. set. You know, like, yeah, or, like, if I play with like Martinez brothers, I'll go back to like uh, uh, Marco Corolla set or something like that. You know, it's like, I, I know what, where, I know where my mind was at when I was making those playlists and like yes. who, who would fit with who. And, and so it like, you can always bounce back to them, but like, then I'll also have like by date, like, cause I, I literally, I download like 300 tracks a week. Dude. I'm out of control. <laughs> it's not healthy. That's not normal, but I love it. No. I, I download like easily, easily 300, uh, 150 to 300 tracks a week. And like, I'll go through them and like organize them. So like, I played, let's say I played with like Blondish last week. Like there was a lot of like tribal and like Afro week and stuff like that. Right. And now with Prids, like, there's not a single track from that playlist that I would play. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm going to play, like, semi-progressive, you know, like, semi-techno-y, you know, like, it's going to be a completely different set, you know? Oh, man, so exciting. Congrats. Enjoy that, brother. Yeah, thank you, dude. Appreciate that. Crush it this weekend. From the bottom of thanks for taking the time. I, I knew you are a busy guy. And now I know you're a really fucking busy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I respect that, man. I respect that. And, uh, you know, we're all just trying to make it out here. And it was a pleasure connecting with you. And I I definitely want to meet you in person as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. Come down to Miami and hang out with me. Come to a space show or something. I need to. I know you're going to kill me. I went to Miami for a bachelor party two months ago. No house heads in the group, unfortunately. And I was like... I was like, am I going to go to space by myself? I like, you should have gone to space by yourself. I should have, dude. I literally for 15 minutes was like standing by myself and I was like, I could do it. This would be the moment. And then, yeah, 
Yeah. Next should. time. But I want I want to come enjoy it with, with the people that I know I want to be there yeah. with. So I'll let you know. Okay. You don't know how many times I've gone to space for myself. <laughs> I need to get like Monarchy, baby. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, should, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Of course, man. Chicago loves you. You already know that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you. All right, brother. Talk to you soon.